everybody. Welcome to Mare Studies. I'm your host, Jill. And I'm your other host, Lucas. And I didn't well, giggle. You didn't giggle. And I, to be fair, I didn't try to make you giggle either. I uh, wanted to let you, you have this one. You need to tell them that. Although our poll, which I forgot to screenshot, was oh, yeah. like the majority didn't care about the giggling. Oh uh, yeah, exactly. But it's... those who said they did, I looked through the list and saw who you were. Well, you're it's, it's your day today, guys. <laughs> those of you who are nays on that, today is your day. Welcome to episode 17. 17. <laughs> uh, this was your choice, and by your, I mean you people who are listening to us. Mm -hmm. The fans, the people, the community. Well, mostly it was just the Instagram. I, mean, I wonder if some people listen to us and don't and engage. don't engage on Instagram. That's probably true. Yeah. Some people don't even have social media. Well, we do have way more listens on the podcast, and we do have comments on the Instagram, so... Accurate. That's yeah. a good point. Yeah. So get on the Instagram, at Mare Studies. We don't overly post. We won't bother you. Yeah, just... Be friends, man. Let's yeah. be part of the community. Have your say. This last week, there was a real uptick mm -hmm. in um, engagement. Oh, awesome! And people saying stuff, and so I love that. We love feedback after the episode. We haven't been as good about kind of promoting that, engaging it, and then revisiting it. Right. Um, and we were gonna have a new segment where we did that, and I like forgot about it until right this moment. Yeah. No. Right. In my defense, we're we're not recording on the right day this week, so I'm, I'm off I my game made on her all record levels. early because I'm me. going to be spending the weekend uh, with John Mayer in Palm Springs. Okay. Actually, let's talk about that for a minute. Okay. What if my new segment next week is that you run into John Mayer in Palm Springs? He just got off tour of Dead & Company, right. but he's had enough days to be home. But I don't know if he's here, if he's in Montana, mm -hmm. or if he's still in New York. I actually don't know where he is, which is out of character for me. Right. So. There's probably somebody on like Twitter or something who like tracks him. How sad for him. I hope not. And like can tell you where he is. I am not going to look that up and try to find them, because that's crossing the line. If I, I say it's crossing the line, you know it's bad. <laughs> I appreciate that about you. At least you know where, where the line is. You I know, do. That's a good thing to do. We haven't even talked about what the song no, that. sorry. <laughs> uh, the song from this week is Wild Blue. Chosen by the followers. Yes. Not a song I would have cho chosen. Me either. Okay. Not not that I don't like it. Mm -hmm. I just didn't feel like there was like a lot to, I hate this phrase, but a lot to sink your teeth into. I definitely understand why you feel that way. And then I, you know, worked on it and I felt there was more than I realized, mm -hmm. but we'll talk about it. That's, isn't that usually the case? I feel like that happens to me like, every time. Of course, time. that's what happens every week. We start I'm researching always, something. Yeah, and you just like dive deep and you try and make meaning out of it. I yeah. think that's one of the really cool things about doing this as like a proxy yes. for everything else, right? Not just about learning more about John Mayer, mm -hmm. but learning like there is so much that goes into so many things in life that we just like totally ignorant of. Mm -hmm. And it's nice to like be able to like dive into something and learn all the nuances and all the things that go into, you know, just making anything. Well, and I, that's what I was, a point I was going to make today mm -hmm. is that there's some songs that I just listen to like in the car and I sing along to. Mm -hmm. And I, it's kind of like when your kids start to sing songs you listen to and you're like, mm -hmm. oh my goodness, that's what that song's about. This is inappropriate. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah, uh -huh. So like I just, there's a lot of songs and this is one where I never even thought it was about anything, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. And then now I've realized all songs have all this deep meaning and I'm just in my car not appreciating them. I wouldn't say all songs have deep meaning. All songs have meaning? Yeah, and uh, also, it's not just that they have, the meaning is deep, but that the closer you look at something, the more you can learn about it, right? Yeah. Like, even people. Like, sometimes you meet people and it's real easy to reduce their lives down to, oh, this is the person who mm -hmm. does this, mm -hmm. right? But we all are incredibly complex people with rich interior lives and a myriad of factors that, you know, address us and make us who we are and affect our personality. So, fun question. If yeah. someone met you, and then we'll start talking about the song Promise. Actually, we'll talk about John in the news and yeah. then the song. If someone met you, what would they, in 30 minutes, what would they reduce your life to, your personality? Just like drummer? Uh, yeah, I mean, it depends on where we meet. Yeah. But if we didn't meet in a non, like, non my day job setting, mm -hmm. they would probably say he's very high energy. 
Mm-hmm. He talks a whole lot, mm-hmm. and he's a musician. And because I, I really do go out of my way to look like a musician, like that's yeah. my thing. I want to be very clear what I do. Yeah, visit his Instagram for the hot pink. Yeah, there you go. Top. Yeah. What? Not a halter top. What was? What, what, midriff. Crop top, maybe? Crop top. Yeah. That's what I'm looking for. Um, but, like, and hopefully they would say the most important thing for me is that they walk away and say that I'm kind. That would be my hope. I think that they would. I don't know what someone would reduce me to in 30 minutes, although my son just got his driver's license, mm-hmm. and the guy said I reminded him of the Gilmore Girls. And there you so go. I'll take that as my my identifier, my 30-minute identifier. You know what I got the other day? What? Um... After after our last show, after uh, a show like not this weekend but the weekend before, mm-hmm. uh, a guy came up to me afterwards. And he was like, "I mean this in the best way possible." Okay. So I'm bracing myself. Okay, For okay, an what? Insult. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's like, "You look like the lead singer of Papa Roach." Oh, I can't visualize that right now. And I was like, "You know what? We do have, have very we have very similar haircuts." Hold on. So. I'm going to Google that while we talk. I feel like he's lo- he looks like he's had a little bit rougher life than I have. <laughs> okay. But, like, I, I, I can see, like, this the haircut similarity. Anyways. Oh, no, I see it. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't see it, and I do. It's the yeah. hair. Okay, so John in the News. Sorry, guys. Five minutes of being a little off track. Um, no, it's great because, you know. It's banter, as they yeah, call it in the Yeah, and biz. this isn't the deepest song, so they, let's get deep on our own lives. <laughs> so the, um, the tour has ended, which I think... Technically already week. happened, yeah. but when we recorded, it was ending. When this, when the show aired, our show aired, it was over. Um, there was another great John Mayer photo, thirst trap level, mm. if you will. Some photographer posted it, and it went viral. Not as viral as Andy Cohen's, which is still making the rounds. Was that the one with him at dinner that was like a co-post with him and the writer from the like the New Yorker? No, she posts him a lot. Mm. I think they're very good friends, okay. and she gets a lot of traction on that. I don't think she's trying to. I think she's just posting her friend. Right. I think Andy was doing something right. with that photo. Okay. He's like, All let's right. reinvigorate your dating life. Nice. You're welcome. Now that you're off the road. Yeah, let me post this Now that you have you. some time. It's like, Andy, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> but also, thank you. Um, so there's just another great photo, and really, that's it. There hasn't been a lot of John movement in the news. I'm hoping he's in Palm Springs this weekend. And you're going to call me, and then I'll race down, because I'm only 30 to 45 minutes away, depending on how fast I drive. Perhaps our paths will cross. You'll be the my first call, should should that happen. Actually, I prefer a fit. You don't have an iPhone, do you? I, I don't say have an iPhone. That's ridiculous. Let's get into song bio, because now All I'm right. Back. Song bio, Wild Blue, as I said earlier, is off Sob Rock. Yes. His most recent release. Mm-hmm. This was... Uh, the second song from this record to hit number one on the adult contemporary chart. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. It what was, was the first? Uh, Last Train Home. Oh, that makes sense. Yep. And it was the first time, Last Train Home was the first time he'd hit number one since uh, uh, No Such Thing, I believe. Really? In a really long time since he had like a number one song on the adult contemporary charts. Okay. Um, and so he did back-to-back with back-to-back singles, that and Wild Blue. Good for you, John. Yeah. Uh, this is the Saw Rock crew, so it's uh, Sean Hurley on bass, Aaron Sterling on drums, as he's used for like the last three Ever. records. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he there's a really great interview for so those of you who listen to this podcast who are into John Mayer, which is probably everyone. Imagine well, right? Why else are you here? Yeah. He's a really great interview with Zane Lowe um, recently that mm-hmm. you can just like it's on Apple Music, but if you just Google. Uh, John Mayer, Zane Lowe, you can see it. And he talks a lot about the creation of this album. It's a great interview. You've, 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 you've watched it. When it came out. Okay. Yeah. He talks a lot about the creation of this record mm-hmm. and how he had 
these songs were locked in, mm -hmm. right? He had these 10 songs and he knew these were gonna be the 10 songs, but he did multiple iterations of these songs. Mm -hmm. um, and so Wild Blue, like all the songs on this record, went through this kind of, you Journey. know. Yeah, of like the song was the same, but how am I gonna present this song? What's the instrumentation gonna be? What's the style gonna be? Uh, and you know, he eventually landed on this pretty cohesive sound for all the songs by really leaning into the 80s thing which and he said on this interview said I thought I was joking mm. at first I thought he was joking sometimes yeah. during the sob rock era too and then he's like and then I realized that I wasn't okay I just stayed in joking <laughs> <laughs> and he said when he was working on it, he was like the the benchmark was do I laugh Mm. If I could do something in the studio that made me laugh, he's like, mm. not because it was funny or silly, but because it was unexpected. Okay. It's like, then I knew I had something. All right. Yeah. That Zane guy has a lot of good interviews with people. That well, He was a really good interviewer. He is. Yeah, yeah very knowledgeable, and I, I like him a lot. Yeah, I love when I run to someone who's really specifically good at interviews. Mm -hmm. Like, like uh, us. We haven't had anyone to interview oh, yet. I know, but, but we will be. Um, but like Sean from uh, Hot Ones. Oh, total. He's very good. He's yeah. great. He's a great interviewer. And I was. He interviewed John, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, anyways. What that... do they do with people who are vegan who want to be on Hot Ones? Uh, either vegan wings or cauliflower. They do. They do. Okay. That's yeah, or cauliflower. I was either curious. One. You yeah. don't want to, like. I've already prepared for my Hot Ones appearance. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for the cauliflower, personally. I think we're a ways away. All right. All right. So, let's get into favorite or notable versions of the song. Yeah. Um, I'm going to start. With the music video? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there is a music video for this song because it was a single. Yeah, there definitely is one. Um, so I get what's happening, mm -hmm. that it's kind of in tribute to mm -hmm. the early MTV days. Right. And I appreciate that where John came from was Saw Rock, like, hey, it's the pandemic. I'm looking back on easier times, better times, music that makes me happy, feel comforted. I get all that. Mm -hmm. I just feel like... It got to a point for me, I don't want to get hate for this, but I don't want to be not authentic. Right. Where it just felt kind of manufactured. I can definitely see that, for And sure. I think it also was supposed to feel manufactured. Yes. So it's like this weird loop that I'm in, but I just, I don't know if I felt this way the first time I saw the video, but at this point I'm like, okay, like we get it. Like, yeah. I'm cool. So I want to say that I enjoyed the opening because it had that like bottom of a pool or pool reflection mm -hmm. look that reminds me of being on vacation. So oh. that made me happy. You I, love a good vacation. I'm, yeah, I'm going on vacation to Palm Springs. Hey, well, I am too. To Indian Wells oh, soon. Yeah. I don't think that I'm just going the week hotel. before you, right? That's why you go the week before. I'm going in three two, weeks. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so I shouldn't tell people like when we leave our house when we're going. <laughs> Whoops. I don't have any Stalker valuable alert. here, actually. There's literally nothing of value yeah. in my house. Um, so I like that. And something I never noticed before, which is, this is random, but um, when my grandmother passed away, mm -hmm. every time we would go to the pool, this monarch butterfly would like visit the pool and fly away. And my oh, grandmother wow. loved butterflies, and she had especially monarch butterflies decorated in her house. Mm -hmm. And I don't believe that my grandmother is now a butterfly, mm -hmm. but I do believe that she's sending it to us, because always when me and my sister are together, me and my sister and my mom, me and my kids, to be like, hey, how y'all doing? Just checking in on the pool day and leaving. That's so, really sweet. Yeah, that stopped me in my tracks, because mm -hmm. I hadn't noticed it before. Obviously, butterflies are going to exist. I have nothing to do with granny. Yes. But I feel like we about butterflies a lot on this podcast. I usually find a way to bring them up. Yeah, I love butterflies. Um, so, so that's some of my thoughts. Why don't you say something about Okay, I'm, well, I'm going to say something totally off topic, but about butterflies. Okay. But not about butterflies. <laughs> We're not really good about staying on track today. We're not on track today. Um, I met somebody, me and my wife were out one night in Palm Springs. Uh -huh. um, and we talked to some uh, a woman at the bar who was like, 
I see an elephant every day. And it's my elephant of the day. It'll be somewhere. An elephant? An elephant. That's obscure. Because my wife was wearing an elephant necklace oh, okay. at the time. And so mm-hmm. she came up to her and she's like, that's my elephant of the day. She's like, I'll see it in a store, on display, on TV, mm. in a picture. I see an elephant every single day. Wow. Yeah. And so now, like, that kind of became a thing. So anytime we say an elephant, we go, oh, there's our, our elephant, elephant of the, of the day. day. Yeah. I just bought a notebook. You can't see it. It's out of view. But it has elephants all hey, over it. Hey, there you go. So excited. Elephant <laughs> of the day. Yes. Um, so the video, yeah, is definitely, he's leaning very heavy into the 80s nostalgia. So heavy. Because the green screen situation, there's, like, a lot going on. Yeah. Sorry I interrupted you. Well, no, that's fine. That's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to talk. <laughs> um, but in the same Zane Lowe interview, he said that he isn't interested in narrative on one level anymore. He wants a meta narrative, right? Mm-hmm. So for him, it was these 10 songs, and the songs were about something. Okay. But then the packaging, the marketing, the mm-hmm. production, he wanted that to be about something else. Well, it was. Right? Yeah. And so the songs themselves are not necessarily connected. The lyrics of the songs themselves are not connected to this 80s vibe. These are just songs that John wrote. Right. That could have right. been produced in any number of ways, mm-hmm. arranged in any number of ways. Mm-hmm. The other layer, the meta-narrative that he was going for, was this sort of false memories or implanted memories, you know, nostalgia for a time that didn't actually ever exist kind of vibe. Yeah. And you can see that very much on display in all of the videos from this album. Mm -hmm. Shot in the Dark is no different. I actually can't wait to talk about that video. I have a lot to say. Um, I also really hate in this video the, like, face that's made out of, like, cracked desert landscape. Uh But the 80s had that. They had weird mouth close-ups, weird mm-hmm. things going on, but I find that so disturbing. I just want like that face to put some lotion on. Yeah. And I don't know if it's the filter, because it feels, even John feels filtered, and mm-hmm. like the very muted, almost one same color he's wearing, but he looks so pale to me, mm. and I just worry about his health in that video. I know his health's fine, but yeah. I'm just saying it just looked off. I don't know. I just don't love it. Yeah, I... I, I, uh... I can appreciate what it's trying to do, mm-hmm. but I don't love it. Go ahead. There's also uh, a live performance from the Colbert show that he did before the record came out that mm-hmm. was kind of people's introduction to this song. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's much discussed. Like, people had, obviously, immediate opinions. Like, oh, this yeah. is going to be my favorite song on the album. Mm-hmm. Can't wait for the album. Or there's there's one Reddit post I love that was like, please explain the song's appeal to me. He's like, I'm not trying to yuck your yum. Mm-hmm. I just don't get it. Trying to yuck your yum. Yeah. I'm going to use that in a sentence yeah. later this week. I love that. <laughs> so it's very polarizing. And I yeah. don't know that there's a better place to say it. So I'm just going to say it here. I'm ready. And this is going to be controversial. Uh-oh. This is, the listeners have done it. They went out and they found the worst John Mayer song. <gasps> no, it's not. Yeah. This is the worst John Mayer song. First of all, for me, literally, for me. people are gonna unfollow us. I'm you have sorry. just created a problem. I'm sorry. This, this so is my least favorite John Mayer song. If you were putting the songs in order, which you don't believe in doing, mm-hmm. from best to worst, this is your very bottom song. So above this is mm-hmm. "Why You Know Love Me." Oh God. Yeah, that don't be throwing out statements if you don't really haven't done your research here, pal. Um. It's definitely in the bottom three. Five? Oh, yeah. okay. I mean, I, I, I didn't go through all the songs and rank them, right? Mm-hmm. But definitely, if this is a song, if one of the artists that I work with brought me this song mm-hmm. and said, what do you think? I would say there's not, I love you, 
There's not a single redeemable thing in this song. We gotta throw it all away. What is happening? I love the song. I just don't like the video. I strongly dislike no every part of the song. No wonder you wouldn't talk to me song. about it a yeah. couple minutes ago before we started. Yeah, it's been so hard for me not all, all week to just be like, I do not get this song. Well, I can tell you weren't excited about the choice, mm -hmm. but we get thrown by the follower's choice a lot. Right. Just because we don't have the control. And every time I get thrown, like, it ends up... we always end up appreciating I, yeah, it. I yeah, I end up finding something that I really like about it. It just didn't happen this time. I was listening to... I don't... The, the song is very boring, musically. Oh, wait, hold on. Yes. Because I had so excited to talk to you about that I don't appreciate or care about mm -hmm. guitar solos, uh -huh. but this one really spoke to me. Really? So, and you think the song is boring, where I was like, man, this guitar, guitar solo stuff's amazing. I think the song is so boring. It doesn't go anywhere. His guitar playing here is not muscular at all, like we had in the song from last week. No, it's something, or because it caught my attention. I I really am not a fan of the vocal treatment on the song. It's either someone asked a question about it's that. It's either a close double or it's like a slapback, uh, like delay. Mm -hmm. Either way, it's not. I, I don't like it. I don't yeah, find it aesthetically like pleasing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And his voice doesn't sound like so his voice. So what we do a lot of times uh, is we'll have singers sing the same line over again and try and sound make sing, sing it exactly mm -hmm. the same. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we even do it a third time and have three layers of them singing it. And it's basically a chorus effect. It does the same thing as having a large choir. It kind of makes it a little bit thicker and fuller. Mm -hmm. If you listen to almost any pop music on the radio, almost every single chorus yeah. is going to be doubled or tripled. Right. Or like, you know, if you... TikTok, you'll see the producers breaking down. There's nine vocal layers to this yeah. chorus, you know. Um, in this case, it sounds like they're using just two. Mm -hmm. And whether that's an, an artificial second one mm -hmm. or a real second one, I couldn't quite discern. Okay. But it doesn't matter. At this point, it just sounds like two. And two is like the worst number for this, for me, mm -hmm. because it's enough to let you know it's not just a single source, mm -hmm. but not enough to really fill it up. You know what's interesting about your hot take here is you mm. know why the fans and the followers chose the song, right? No. Because Andy Cohen oh, yeah, he asked said him, what's favorite? your favorite song right now? And he was like, Wild Blue. And he'd said this, like, I've heard him say this so many times, John, that um, there's sometimes when you write a song that's so good, you can go ahead and be like, no, this song's really good. Uh -huh. And then you're over here like, this is his bottom of the barrel song. It really is. For, for I feel me, like Ben's on the podcast right now. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and I, no, I don't mean to take this away. If other people love it, I'm not mad at you. I don't think you're You're not trying wrong. to yuck their yum. Exactly. I'm just saying for me, no part of the song. Musically, I just, I, I just don't like it. The drums on it are really repetitive. I really dislike the the dun 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 the turnaround there. Mm -hmm. I don't like the tremolo on the guitar. It's, the tremolo would be the sound that makes it kind of sound like it's underwater. Yeah, I knew that. Okay. I did not know that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but the, you kind of get that warbly. Yeah. But it's supposed to be underwater because it's not about being underwater essentially. Yeah, I just uh, there's no bridge for me. There's no hook in this song. Um, and down. even the guitar playing at the end for me is just, it's super generic. Okay, well, let's move on to song meaning then. All right. <laughs> if you're still listening, <laughs> actually, people might really want to go on our Instagram to like and tell me with why you. I'm wrong. You're going to have to go from your account and defend your hot take here because I'm, not, well, I'm I, not handling that from your I studies. don't know that I need to defend it. I'm presenting my oh, case I here. Oh, I mean, engage about it. If, have a discussion. Yeah, if people disagree with me, I'm, obviously, people disagree with me. It was the number one song. You know what I realized the other day? Yeah, obviously, they do is that I say a lot of times 
Um, no, that's wrong. Mm-hmm. It's all the whole thing's opinion based. There's yeah. no right or wrong. And Every look, episode, I'm like, oh no, that's wrong. Look, I I am a local musician, and John Mayer has two people doing a podcast about him, right? So yeah. I understand that we're not. I'm not trying to say in any way that yeah, my yeah. test is taste is better than John's. No, I'm just saying you know. from my standpoint. I speak for everyone and say that we're trying not to be mad at you right all now. All right, I, pr- I appreciate <laughs> the effort. All right, so song meaning. Uh, why you gesture it. to me? Go, because because <laughs> you just hammered me for not liking the song, so I'm ready for you to come through with uh, your cape on. This doesn't have anything to do with like or not like. Again, this is I just was singing it and I never thought about it. I read it and read it and read it, and the best I could come up with, which I don't think anyone's gonna like, because I hate mm-hmm. when people are like we can't wait to hear what you think it's about. No, yeah, uh, is that when you're sad, you're blue, right? So he's like, man, I'm not with this person anymore. I lost them. I'm so blue. This is like a crazy blue, y'all, because mm-hmm. I'm seeing things from a different perspective and it's actually beautiful. And that's what I think he's maybe trying to describe here. I don't understand why it's nautical, except for that blue is water. Mm-hmm. I guess not nautical, ocean based. Mm-hmm. Um, I had trouble really, I had trouble being like, this is what. I don't think that John, I don't know how often he gets high or something, mm-hmm. but I feel like this is a breakup song. Like someone wrote, I'm thinking about a breakup, and they were like, hi. It's a mm-hmm. little Alice in Wonderland y yeah. to me. Like it, I don't know if it's a metaphor in there I'm missing, or it's no. like a lot happening, a lot of nature, they're in the sky, <laughs> or underwater. I don't get it. I, I think what you and I both admire about most of John's writing mm-hmm. is the hyper specificity. Hyper specificity, right? Yeah. Where he's able to say things and I like agree. that's exactly it. Yes. A quick game of chess with the salt and pepper shaker. Yes. Right, and it just paints this imagery. Mm-hmm. And so we're used to, you know, the ten and two is the loneliest side. Like yeah. the really specific images mm-hmm. and details. Mm-hmm. And this is an incredibly vague mm-hmm. writing. The writing, the lyrics are very, very vague. Yeah. I would a- a- agree with your assessment. The song is. I think the song is about depression. I think it's about mm. depression caused by losing someone. Okay. It's about that very specific feeling. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, he's never seen the sun before is something that somebody who is very yes. depressed would say. Because right. we tend to associate the sun with joy happiness. and happiness mm-hmm. and rain and darkness with depression, right? Correct. So he's setting the stage here. I've never been happy. Mm-hmm. Man, why? Because I live on the ocean floor. I have oh. the weight of all of the ocean oh, on top of me. John. And it's this massive distance between me and happiness, mm-hmm. right? So I'm just crushed under the weight of all this water. Mm-hmm. And that next thing I know, okay, what am I doing? I'm walking through the wilderness now. Okay, so I'm out from underneath the ocean floor, but I'm still alone, right? Yeah. And all I have to live off is loneliness. loneliness. This loneliness is so ever-present. That it's the only thing I can see. Just like if you're at the bottom of the ocean, the only thing singing is water. It's like a dream. Because he's, you know... A you're nightmare. Just, well, yeah, but yeah. randomly in a different setting. Exactly. And like Alice in Wonderland. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, and then go to verse 2. And it's, again, metaphorical. All the tears I meant to cry are dancing across the even, even sky. Mm-hmm. Even if I, they're not coming out, that's all I can see. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm looking up, looking for some beauty, looking for some hope, and all I see are all these tears that I haven't got around to crying I am starting to feel yet. really sad. <laughs> right? And then the very next line, in my sorrow, mm-hmm. I can see. So he's just like, he's admitting, like, I'm, this is me struggling. Yeah. That missing you belongs to me. And this mm-hmm. is actually, I think, a really important line here. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the highlight of me for me is the missing you belongs to me mm-hmm. that this is I think it's an important realization this is self-inflicted mm. 
as much as we don't want it to be and as much as it feels like it's outside of our power. That's why he says that missing you belongs to me. Missing you belongs to me. You're not making me miss you. Mm -hmm. You know, this person who's made me feel this way is not making me miss them. Mm -hmm. I am doing that missing. That is coming from me. That longing, that desire, that is all coming from in here. Mm -hmm. And that's why he says at the end, you'll never know the unlikely beauty in letting you go because it's not until he realizes it's it's within my power to fix this. Mm I'm going to let you go so that I can go see the sun yeah. so that I can come out of this yeah. miserable depression. Wow, that's a great analysis. Oh, I thought you were you. like confused about it too. And that's just, that's just my take. And you know, I I purposely skipped the chorus because I don't know that this, I, the chorus does much to further that idea. We have a little bit of a definition okay. in part of that. I would say that like he says deeper than I ever knew mm. is like this depression, right? So for me, the wild blue is sadness mm-hmm. that's what the wild blue represents yeah and it's deeper than i ever knew i never knew i could be this sad mm-hmm. um on a bed of gray gray is another color we associate with sadness right oh it's gray skies you know well i don't want to give anything away but um a user who i don't have the screenshots open mm-hmm. yet said that he referenced that his bed is actually gray oh okay which is like a fun fact yeah that's awesome <laughs> um and then the last line i found myself when i lost you right mm-hmm. it's like this Realization that's what the event finally gets to like realization that oh, here I am and I'm going through all these things, and the only way out of this wilderness mm-hmm. is to let you go. Well, and I think I found myself when I lost you is the most clear cut, relatable lyric in the song. I think we accidentally are in lyrics now, anyway. Yeah, um, and a lot of people reference that when they asked, you know, on our Instagram about like what's your favorite lyric, what do you want to say about yeah. it, just over and over again. People just, they don't even say, like, my favorite lyric is. I don't think they just send the lyric randomly. <laughs> in the DMs, not even in the chat box. Like, uh-huh. what's happening? Um, so I I think that that is the core of the song. Mm-hmm. And another popular lyric was, and you'll never know the unlikely beauty in letting you go, which mm-hmm. is also my favorite. Um, because kind of like I shared with Walt Grace, like, sometimes the end of a relationship can actually be the beginning of not what your life's supposed to be like, but something better for everyone involved even even a better relationship for those two people yeah it feels very zen right like every yeah. end is a beginning it does feel very zen i don't say things like that much so <laughs> um okay do you have any more lyric feedback before i go into listener feedback which is honestly which is interesting enough i have now talked about every single lyric in this song you read the whole thing we have it's I have short discussed, though so it was okay which to is do. my point which is saying yeah. that like there's just like you know there's not a ton of lyrics to this song so yeah Okay, let's get into it. Um, So Gregory Manu, I can only see his real name, not his actual handle. Sorry about that, Gregory. My experience with this masterpiece is the same as the one for moving on and getting over. Originally only listened because I absolutely love how they sound, but the lyrics of both these songs help me to overcome heartbreak later on. I prefer Wild Blue because it's got Fleetwood Mac vibes. And I don't have the other screenshots of this, but there was about four Fleetwood Mac references in our DMs. Okay. Which I thought was interesting. I'm a longtime listener, mostly against my will as a child, uh-huh. and then by choice when I was older, of Fleetwood Mac mm-hmm. because of my parents. They don't care about much music. Okay. They care about they Beach Boys. To... Oh, okay. <laughs> and Fleetwood Mac. Nice. And so. I see it, but mm-hmm. I was surprised so many people said it, honestly. What do you think? I, I, I don't see the Fleetwood Mac comparison. Mm-hmm. But also, so Fleetwood Mac had a really long uh, career that spanned like multiple different genres. Like right. early Fleetwood Mac before Stevie is like just straight up blues. Mm-hmm. Um, well, all music is. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so I guess there could be, you know, 
what depends on what era of Fleetwood Mac you're, you're talking about. But when I think of Fleetwood Mac, I think of Rumors era. That's like the stuff that I know the most. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't see the comparison here personally. Yeah, that's but, fine. You're yeah. just going to be against everyone in this podcast. We got it. Yeah, sorry. So Heidi Romero. Contrarian over here. This is the one I was talking about, about the bed fact. But she says more than that. So Which is on. a great tip. I'm really glad to know that. That's really cool. Yeah, I thought it was cool too. I've been waiting for this one. Seeing this song performed live really brought it to life for me. Let's return to that when I'm done reading this because I wanted to ask you if you felt different about it live. Okay. Um, you can tell he really loves playing it. My favorite lyric is that you'll never know the unlikely beauty in letting you go. It's kind of similar theme as moving on and getting over where he is hurt, but he's optimistic about the future. I'm so curious to know what exactly Wild Blue is. The ocean, the sky, and experience, another universe. I'm interested to hear your take. Sorry we let you down, Heidi. Not sure which interview I heard this in, but John talked about how the line, quote, on a bed of gray, end quote, came about because he was in his bedroom when he wrote it, and his bed is gray. Looking forward to this episode. You guys are great. Thank you for the compliment. Thank you. Let's start with, I do enjoy the song Better Live. That's... Mm -hmm. We're kind of out of sorts today. That's something we usually discuss in That's the fine. notable versions thing. I prefer it live. Do you have a different experience with it live? It doesn't change my feelings on it. You're just being difficult when at this we, point. When this album came out, you know I was I was slow to warm to this album. Yes. When this album came out, I didn't like it. I, I liked Last Train Home from the minute I heard it. Mm-hmm. I was in on that one. Mm-hmm. I was in on Carry Me Away. Mm-hmm. I didn't like the I rest like of the, Carry Me Away. I didn't like the rest of the record. And mostly because... Of he put out the EP if you remember before yes, the full album was. I out. remember because I texted you how mad I was. Like this is not an album. This right. is half an album. I already know these songs. And those two songs were great. Mm-hmm. Also on that, if I remember correctly, was this song "Wild Blue" mm-hmm. and "Shot in the Dark" was on that EP as well, if I remember correctly. Yes, that sounds right. And I did not like "Wild Blue" the first time I heard it. Mm-hmm. Listening to it a billion times for this has not changed that. Mm-hmm. I have come around on "Shot in the Dark." Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Not this one yet. Not this one. It's it's not going to happen. I'm sorry. At Rach Christo says, it makes me feel like I'm going for a walk underwater and all the other plant life is dancing. And of all the DMs we got, this is the one that just verbalized what I was thinking for me. Uh Uh-huh. So, Rach Christo, if that's how you say your screen name, uh, this made me giggle. And I was oh, like, Oh, the plant life is dancing. So, again, like drug, in, drug induced or drug fueled. Yes, like. yes. It is someone is high. I, the guy who wrote Alice in Wonderland, contrary to popular belief, was not high. He was potentially a pedophile. But I see why people think that he was. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, we weren't there. Maybe he was. But mm-hmm. I just get, I get that from this. Mm-hmm. Ant underscore N underscore Banan says exes exes will only know the old you not the new beautiful person you become and i think that's an interesting point and goes along with the song although if you're me you keep your exes and you collect them as friends (laughs) so they know all the versions lucas i don't know that i disagree with that sentiment i don't see the connection okay you know what at this point you're just saying the opposite just say the opposite everything (laughs) i'm sorry okay at one you don't have to agree with everybody that's fine at one Hector underscore 28 said, I once heard this is the sequel to Walt Grace, which I immediately screen. It's not his, it's not Juan's fault that he heard that. Mm-hmm. So I immediately screenshot that and put up a poll and it was like 80% disagree, 20% agree. But when, and, and you know what, I got a lot of DMs that were like, oh, I've never thought that. I originally thought no. 
But then I went and listened to the song or read the lyrics, and oh, no, I can kind of see it here. Like, maybe this is Walt dead at the bottom of the ocean looking up at the floor. But I know that Walt survived because that's a fact. Right. So it's not. But I just thought that was interesting, and I appreciate you sharing it, Juan, because I know that was probably took a lot of courage. And I, I will say this. If John came out and said, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, that's exactly it, there's textual evidence here to support that case. Yeah, and a lot of people said to me, like, when J- Walt made it to Tokyo, mm-hmm. maybe he never came back. Mm-hmm. Like, what kind of shape was his submarine right. in? So maybe now he's well without his family hanging out by the ocean and he's depressed. It's not a crazy suggestion, I, but I, I thoroughly disagree with I it. I don't think that the lyrics make it implausible at all. Mm-hmm. I think that the overall tone of the two songs mm-hmm. definitely would not lend to them being linked. Mm-hmm. But... From a lyrical standpoint, that's not implausible. Okay. Unlikely, but not impo- oh, implausible. Implausible. I'll take it. And uh, at Kimberly underscore underscore GK says, love it. So you Good and her don't her. agree. I'm glad a she very, it. A very unique slash fresh John Mayer song. It added something new, parentheses, especially guitar emoji, and parentheses, to his musical catalog. Can I just say for a minute, my mm-hmm. favorite thing is how I use air quotes and I make parentheses with my hands, and despite no the fact that you. only you and my son can see me. Yep. <laughs> Um, I know that lots of people enjoyed his guitar playing on the song. There's yeah, a lot of it Yeah, I mean, when Reddit. I notice yeah. it, that's something. That's, yeah. Um, at, oh, I don't know, S.P. Bivona says he told at Bravo Andy it's his favorite song to play right now. Uh, S.P., if that's your name, um, that's why we, that's, people were saying specifically in the DMs, this is why we want this song. If it's John's favorite, we should be talking about it. Which, if this is the episode he decides to listen to first, I'm trying to listen again. Uh, no, I think I think John um, isn't the kind of guy who needs no, uh, you know, yes men around him. Yeah. he he talked about his relationship with Sean Mendez, which I think is a really beautiful thing, mm-hmm. and how he sends everything he makes to Sean, and yeah, Sean sends everything he makes to him, mm-hmm. and that they're really just like honest with each other, mm-hmm. and they're like, all right, it's fine, and then someone's like, oh, now you're onto something, you know? Yeah, I think I I think uh, John knows. Obviously, we're doing a podcast about him. Mm-hmm. This is episode seventeen. Yeah, we're big fans of his. Definitely. I so listen just to the don't other ones, like John. one song he did. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't like one song too. I've already shared it many yeah. times. So I hope you're redundant. But now I specifically wasn't going to share a comment from uh, jflan65 because he's a hockey player who we've talked about like four Uh, times uh now but he wrote and this is so cute because it's so specific to our podcast Mm -hmm. it's a cardigan song for sure interesting we'll We'll talk about it later but I love when someone gives a comment I mean, obviously, they all listen to the podcast. Mm-hmm. Well, I think some people don't. I think some people just throw their comment out there because they feel like it. But when you like reference our scoring system, it just makes my day. Okay, let's get into some of the comments now that weren't in the DMs that were actually under the post. Neil Waltmeyer says the outro solo on Colbert after he hits uh, the uh, con Steve, pedal. Uh, Steve Colbert. Oh, oh, that's Colbert. Yeah. <laughs> Someone like me should probably research these things. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so after he hits the con pedal, K L O N. Yeah, I'm not. It could just be a specific pedal, pedal he uses. Like a I'm, brand. Yeah, I'm not familiar with all the pedals he uses. So. Okay, is absolute fire emoji. Fire emoji was listed three times. I listened to it on repeat constantly. I had to stop. Oh, this is why I, I screenshot this one. Neil Waltmeyer, I'm obsessed with you. I had to stop wearing socks because John kept rocking them off with this one. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, I love it so much. You can tell he's into it in his performance with his constant rocking back and forth. I'm definitely into it. We're all into it, except for Lucas. An absolute banger. I mean, if you take the time to write that you had to stop wearing socks because someone rocked them off, you are someone I want to be friends <laughs> with. <laughs> I can't really tell um, anything about him here. So uh, 
He voted yes for fair tax. That's all I've gotten oh, about gosh. him. <laughs> I have a I have a friend who's uh, I'm gonna keep them anonymous for for this. But Will you tell me later? I'll tell you later. Okay. But she uh, she once had a guy that she was kind of sort of seeing mm-hmm. gift her a pair of socks. Because he's and in, in, in the card he's like, I want you to have some socks on so I can knock them off. Literally, that happened. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, I think I feel like it's awful. Neil did it fine. We'll talk about it later. Yeah. Um, one point six zero nine three four underscore kilometers. No wow. idea what that's about. Correct me if I'm um, wrong. I think that's the conversion factor from kilometers to miles. Literally, are you? 1.6, You yeah. would know that. Correct me if I'm wrong. This is more for you, Lucas. But I feel like John sang this song in a register that is lower than what is used in a lot of his other songs. It gives it a much more easygoing, chill vibe, and I love it. While trying to learn some of the solo parts for this song, I just find more and more respect for this guy's immeasurable talent. That comment got four likes. Uh, is it in his... Lower lower register? So it's definitely not his highest song. He does sing, uh, and I'm just doing this off the top of my head. I'm not sitting in front of like, a keyboard to like note it out or anything. Mm-hmm. But I I believe that there a lot of the material in like Paradise Valley, Valley and Born and Raised is, would be in the lower register. Um, but what is definitely true is that he's singing it dynamically very quiet. Okay. And so that may also be uh, popping in here. Yeah, it's de- he definitely sings a ton of songs way higher than this. This yeah. is by, by far, it's definitely on the lower end, so mm-hmm. that's correct. But also, I think what plays into the feeling of that is that he's singing it so softly, dynamically. Mm-hmm. There's no belt here. There's no aggression in the in the vocal take. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, he's not, he's barely above a whisper, really. For like, most he's of the, high. Like, all the way through the song. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. Okay. Yeah. At Docker... At Darker Blonde said, quote, I found myself when I lost you, end quote. I feel that. The emotional response a past relationship slash ex can trigger in you actually is very valuable teaching moment in self-improvement and understanding. And that is the gift, perhaps the purpose, of that person's path crossing yours. Everything happens for a reason. At Darker Blonde, that was one of my favorite comments. Nice. It's not just, I just wrote that. Well, yeah, I'm going to be real honest. I didn't pay attention to anything she just said because I was like... She didn't say it, I did. <laughs> okay, because I was thinking like, what is the lowest I can remember of John's voice being? And <laughs> it was I a think really it's... good comment. You have to, I'll do it. I'll I, I think it, it to you. I think it's the, in the verse of In the Blood from The Search from Everything. Oh, I love that I think song. he gets really low in the verse That there. song's coming soon as a Jill pick. Okay. I don't have a, anything to say about it. So anyway, I, I got stuck on that on uh, mm-hmm. on our friend, Kilom- was it Kilometers, who had the At Darker Blonde. Oh, no, Kilometers yeah. had it, yeah. I got stuck on that one, and I uh, I should have, sorry. If I had heard that in advance, I would have like, worked through it, but I was still working through it. <laughs> okay. But In the Blood, he sings really, really low, low in the verse. Okay. Yeah. Um, at VA Angel underscore 19 said one of my favorite songs from the album. The song has Dead & Co. vibes. The guitar solos are amazing. One of my favorite parts is right before the Out of This World solo. John says, so go on. Mm-hmm. It's a 248 in the song. If anyone has missed it, I just love it. I actually meant to talk about that earlier, but I've never been so out of sorts for a podcast as I am for this one. Because I'm like, who is he talking to? What's happening? He does in the video, too, like a little, like, mm-hmm. oh, go on sort right, of motion. Right I don't know what that's about, do you? It's literally the last thing he says in the song. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Um, he says, so go on. And then here comes a guitar solo. Yeah. And actually, the point about it sounding like a Dead & Co. song may explain why I'm not really into it. And why I think he's high. <laughs> well, VA Angel underscore 19, you right? just brought it all home. Yeah. Kudos. 
Uh, at Vanessa Valeska says the first time I heard the song I just thought he found his color like he said in Queen of California Joni wrote blue in our house by the sea I gotta believe there's another color waiting on me to set me free even though it's the same color such better writing Wild we all agree with that I'll agree with you on that yeah. but I think it was uh, clever of Vanessa to make that connection yeah I wouldn't agree. have and I love have we done Queen of California? We have not done Queen of California. I know you like love that song. I, have... Until I discovered Walt Grace, that was, oh, I don't know, they're all my favorite, but it, it's in the top five. Mm -hmm. At this point, I wonder how many songs I've put in my top five. 25. <laughs> no. Okay, so, oh, okay, this is, it's from JFlan65 again. Okay. He's our hockey playing friend. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The guy doesn't even play hockey. It's probably like a picture of a hockey player. <laughs> um, he said, some more of that smug John Mayer quote missing you belongs to me end quote which i thought was an interesting take and i just agreed with him on that until you explained your take yeah. and i don't disagree with our hockey playing friend but i just thought i thought it was funny i just thought it was a funny comment yeah i don't think of it as a, like a possessive thing i think of it as a, like oh I'm re the realization but it's a, it could be a winky from. moment jay flan's not wrong but i i do agree that it's more sincere yeah. oh hey i i've realized i'm the problem here yeah yeah, in, in my interpretation of the song, um, well, actually, I guess going to cover this next thing. So let's just jump into this here. Um, so we have got to rate the song now. Yeah. Oh yeah. So we and that was so Jay get, Plan. Yeah. So it's both yeah. Jay Plan's comments. So yeah. so we we let's actually get to this section. So. Mm -hmm. uh, so Jill, is this the John Mayer who sings the quiet songs, or is this the John who turns the ladies on? What I originally thought, and I guess I'm going to stick with, is that it's 75% quiet song. Okay. I chose 25%. Um, turns the ladies on because of the guitar stuff. Mm -hmm. But now that you've analyzed it, we've talked about it more, I would probably bump up my percentage, like 90-10. Okay. What do you think? So my interpretation you of the song... You look way too excited to share. <laughs> okay. your, like, that was what scared me, how enthusiastic you oh, sorry. Well, hey, so uh, can't wait to say I this. Can't see you Get dancing. this off my chest. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, my interpretation of the song is that it's about depression. And yeah. if you feel like this depressed, like this song illustrates, like I mm -hmm. read into these lyrics, and I could be bringing my own baggage to the table. Like that's, well, that's, that's what art is. Right. Yeah. But for me, I read this, and I just feel like, from a lyrical standpoint, this cat is super depressed. Mm -hmm. So it's just a quiet song. I'm not turning into hundred percent. I don't know that it's I, maybe for some people. I will never associate being in a, the kind of the type of depression where you're like, I'm living off the loneliness yeah. with turning anyone on. No, I agree with that. But I would also say the end is a little optimistic and shows growth. So mm -hmm. I would give like a point for that. A point of what? I don't know. But maybe, I maybe it opens him up to write the next song that could yeah. be turning the ladies Honestly, on. Honestly, just one... he was there. He was singing. He had a guitar. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> okay, next question. So it's a quiet song all the way for me. Uh, so uh... We should start pulling that. Should I pull it before the episode? And then be like, okay... Oh, I guess it's something to talk about not during the podcast. Yeah. I'll poll to ask them if they want me to poll it. Oh, my And then gosh. I'll poll when they want me to poll polls it. Polls about polls now. I'm literally, I'm not going to forget this one because that makes me happy. Uh, how much does this song make you lift on there? Okay, so I want to be very clear. Yes. I, unlike you, do like this song. I think it's a strong song. Mm -hmm. I enjoy listening to it. I enjoy singing it. I enjoy it perform live. Not obsessed with the video. Mm-hmm. This question is how much does this song make me love John Mayer? So I'm giving it the lowest score a song has got so far with a 2.5. Oh, wow. Okay. Because I know, I, I feel now like it's definitely about depression, mm -hmm. but it's not 
you know, lyrically, the, the way that I respond mm -hmm. to him generally, because um, I look for a certain, I don't know, cleverness right. or, or a pulling a feeling out of me that I have. I didn't have that. Um, and it makes me like, like all John Mayer crush aside, just like want to give him a hug. Yeah. I just don't do well. I try to fix everything. Right. And I don't do good if someone's sad or if they're having a problem. So right. for me, as far as like attraction and, and being in love with him, it just makes me want to like cook him a homemade meal. Actually, I have my mom cook him a homemade meal because I don't cook very good. And then like also give him a hug. Yeah, I can see that. Do you have any thoughts? I, I, I want to say I don't think, I think there are far worse songs in the world out there. Okay. Right? So I want to be clear that I'm just judging it on the scale of like John, John Mayer. <laughs> like, Many artists could have put this song out and it would have been just fine for them, mm -hmm. right? It's just I'm, I am a big fan of John's writing yeah. and he's consistently blowing me away. Right. So the fact that I think this is like one of his worst songs doesn't mean that I'm like, oh, it's like unlistenable, right? Yeah. It's just not. Well, it's like Remarkable. he says when he comes out with an album and people are like, well, it's no Continuum. Right. And he's like, yeah, I win either way. Right. Continuum's mine. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm going to say, for me, this is a one. Okay. The, the, the things that make John special, for me, yes. aren't present here. Okay, that's fair enough. And all that's present here is depression, which, I mean, I have enough of in my life. I don't I mean, need help from my it, music. You could call it heartbreak. Yeah. Or depression. I, um, I don't have a discussion question because I feel like what I needed to discuss was what the song meant, and I've right. definitely sorted through that. Do you? How is this going to end up one of our longest podcasts? We have nothing to say about the song before we started it. We we talked a lot at the beginning, and we had a lot of listener comments too, so that that helps pad the runtime. I honestly don't have a discussion question. I don't have. Wow. The song wasn't like that deep for me either. Well, you didn't have a discussion question either, <laughs> and almost all the time you never have a discussion question. You know so. what? I don't. Yeah. I work so hard through my notes on everything else uh -huh. that I'm like, oh, I'll do it tomorrow, and I never get to it. Yeah. But sometimes when we talk, it triggers a discussion question. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Well, then that is it, except for that you need to share, which you're way too excited. They're literally your eyes are sparkling. Yes. Is it why you know love me? I'm so excited for oh my next God. week's pick. What? Because it's Lucas's turn. Yes. So after like spending this week with this song, mm -hmm. which I didn't really love, I didn't want you to feel left out. So next week's choice is Rosie. You are such a trickster. I'm totally kidding. Oh. Totally kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I wish they could have seen my body language. <laughs> no, I'm totally kidding. You I can pick Rosie. I'm not going to pick Rosie. All right. Here's, here's what I'm picking. We are, this is episode 17, I think. Yeah. We've, we've been around for a while. We've established ourselves. Sure. At a, at a certain point, you have to acknowledge who you are and just own up to it. So you did the brave move, bold move of yes. picking uh, your body is a wonderland. Oh, okay. And so now it's my turn oh, to no. do it. Oh, no. What are you picking? And pick the song we have to own no, up to. No, 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 no. It exists. Is it Daughters? We're doing Daughters oh, next week. No. Yes, it has to happen. We're 18 weeks in. We have to talk about Daughters. Hashtag too soon. No, we have to do it. How are you going to come off this and be like, we're going to do Daughters next? Oh, my God. Do you think this is, these songs are all the same? There's so much to talk about with Daughters. No, I know. But I just mean because you didn't, not that you don't like Daughters, but you had like strong opinions about this song. Oh, I'm going so to have some really it. strong opinions about Daughters. Okay. Daughters is the episode. I, I'm already like been preparing what I'm going to say because I, I, I know it's coming. Yeah, you didn't know it was coming. Well, all the songs are coming. Right. Um, I think if I think if I'm going to lose listeners on an episode, <laughs> it's going to be on that next episode. Is that the one Ben's coming to? <laughs> oh no, no. But I do have I do have strong feelings about the song. Mm -hmm. um, I will say it now. I like that song immeasurably more than I like Wild Blue. 
So obviously, not, I have strong feelings. They're not going to be like, oh, this song is trash. Those are not my feelings. I, about I know it. what your feelings I do are. Not Lots feel... of people have the feelings. Yes. So um, we we, we got to acknowledge it. It's a it's a smashed hit. It's one of the songs he's most known for. Yeah, I. People like that's the daughter's guy, right? So we got to do it. We got to acknowledge who we are. How I mean, do we got? Here? I don't know why you're like. I'm not going to tell you no. It's your pick. <laughs> Calm down. <dude. laughs> I just want to say that no one asked me, but for my pick, I'm oscillating. Mm -hmm. It's a word I've been trying to use all day. Oh, good job. I'm oscillating between. You're such a fan. Queen of California. That was terrible. Oh, that's such a great joke. <laughs> I to put some socks on so I can knock them off. Yep. Um, I'm between Queen of California and another kind of green. Two songs oh, okay. that are in my top five that I'm surprised I haven't. But we're very cautious with our picks in the beginning and right. we established ourselves. So that's what I'm thinking of. So I'm just going to look ahead to a better week, mm -hmm. which is my week, well, as usual. Also, Daughters is off Heavier Things, and we've only done one song of Heavier Things. What song do we do for Split Heavier Things? Screen Sadness. Oh, what's up with us? That's, yeah. that's a decent so album. It's a, it's a, yeah, it's a chance yeah. for us to go back and talk All about that album again. All are always off of Born and Raised. Right. I mean, not that another kind of green is, but so now you know, daughters next week. I'm 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 pumped for it. As soon Obviously. as I realized that I had to do it, I just was like, yes, this is the right choice. There was no vacillation, vacill. Yeah, that's actually I think that's the word. There oscillation? No, no vacillating. Um, I knew exactly <laughs> this was this was the right thing. I'm gonna look it up to see if that's Me actually too. a word. Uh, this was the one that we had to do. I feel very, very good about my choice. Okay, well, please go to Atmere Studies and comment on anything we talked about this week. Someone go DM me and remind me that I need to decide if we're going to do... A poll about a poll about a poll? No, if we're going to poll it before or after the quiet song thing. I think it makes sense to do it before. To I think it, yeah, top, I Because I'm not good about revisiting episodes, as we've learned. Mm. Um, and we just appreciate you listening to us and appreciate you understanding that Lucas can have a difference of opinion yeah. and be wrong, and it's fine. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, it is fine, but... Yes, thank you guys uh, for, for, for sticking around. Uh, at Mayor Studies is the place to be, to be a part of the, of, the, of the community. We'll see you next week for Daughters. Whatever. We love you. Bye. Bye.